from Relay FM. This is Upgrade episode 185, and today is a draft day. It is the March Education Event 2018 draft. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace, Text Expander, FreshBooks, and Sanebox. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined by, I'm assuming, an equally excited Mr. Jason Snell. Who, who is not excited about going to an Apple event, I, I would say. Well, probably there are plenty of people. I'm excited, Mike. I'm excited. Good. Um, I have a hashtag Snell Talk question. I ended up writing one in myself this week because... Uh, relevancy for this episode uh, because when we were originally going through the dock and oh, putting this all together Mike. nobody knew that we you were going to be going to chicago this week but here we are right. so i have a question for you jason you're going to be heading out to chicago next week what food are you going to hunt down on your return to chicago well we were just there which is kind of funny to go back to chicago exactly we were there in october and I was thinking about this. I'm not there very long. Um, this is one of the things uh, that we could talk about it in a minute or we could talk about it now. But like I, I, li- I literally woke up on um, when was that Thursday morning and I had a whole stream of Slack messages in notification center on my iPad from you. And it's like seven in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even understand what I was seeing because you were talking about a draft and uh, you had a Twitter link, and the Twitter link expanded in Slack to explain what was going on, but in Notification Center, it only shows the Twitter URL. Um, and so then I open Slack, and I read it, and I'm again, I'm waking up, and I'm like, oh, there's an Apple Education event, and we'll be doing a draft, and we'll then have to do a post-event uh, thing. So I, I from bed, while wearing my pajamas, I made plane reservations, made a hotel reservation, talked to Alex Cox about using the Chicago Podcast Co-op recording studio, which is the place where we ate pizza, as you remember, mm-hmm. Chicago pizza for Dubai Friday, episode 47. Um, all of that and uh, in my pajamas. And uh, but as a result, it is a whirlwind trip. I, I decided I'm not going to stay. I'm, I'm going to fly in on Monday evening and go to the event and fly home Tuesday night. So I'm not I'm not hanging around Chicago. This is a you know less than two weeks notice kind of quick trip. Um, so what time will I have? I'm like the apple apple feeds you breakfast at the event. And they might even give us food at the end of the event for kind of a lunchy thing. So I'm unsure whether I'm going to need any lunch. Although if I do need lunch, I probably will try to get some pizza somewhere because I do actually like the pizza that's in Chicago. Um, but I have to make my way quickly to the studio in mm-hmm. order to, for us to do our thing. Um, and then that leaves me with whatever happens afterward. And that's just a question of timing because I have to get back to the airport. If I have time, maybe my vaunted Chicago pizza drop-in happens then. Otherwise, I will be doing what is has become a custom for me and is also a custom for our friend Dr. Drang, actually, when he flies through Midway Airport in Chicago, which is you get yourself a Chicago-style hot dog in Midway Airport. <laughs> And you eat it, and then you fly away. <laughs> that that may be what it is. It may be the old airport hot dog again, but it's sort of a, a kind of a fun tradition to go to a. That is a place that prioritizes hot dogs, is what I'm saying. I've had many a hot dog in Chicago, so uh, I'm I'm leaving it open. It may be the airport hot dog. It might be some pizza because I do love the pizza. We'll just have to see. If you would like to send in a question to open a future episode, just send a tweet with the hashtag SnellTalk. Or if you have access directly to our Google document like me and Jason do, you can just put one in 
on your own. But oh, unfortunately, that is a very good. that is a very specific and small group. So hashtag thanks Snell to listener Talk Mike. Tweets. Thank you to to listener Mike for submitting that question. Yeah, list, listener Jason next week is going to ask Snell Talk like, why are what is the secret to your success? Why mm-hmm. are you so wonderful? How are you Something so like handsome? That. How do you do yeah. that? Mm-hmm. So um, we've we've made reference to it. We've spoken about it, but in complete directness. There is going to be an Apple event next Tuesday, the twenty seventh, in Chicago. At a high school, which is yeah. a extremely different uh, venue, and Apple are calling it a field trip. Let's take a field trip. It says the invitation. Um, I we have a list of picks. We're going to do our draft. I'm going to explain the draft rules in a moment, in case this is your first time coming to a, a draft episode of Upgrade. But I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on this event in context or as a whole. Why are they doing this now? Why not just press releases for whatever products that they've got? Why are they doing this in Chicago? Why is it at a high school? What is going on here? <laughs> they just opened an incredible theater, right? Like, why are they doing this? Yeah, I, I think I think the idea here is Apple previously did an event in New York City that was an education-themed event. But that was like an event space or something, though, wasn't it? Like, it wasn't... It was like the Guggenheim. Um, My understanding is that this high school has a uh, couple thousand-person auditorium slash probably slash basketball court you know if it's a mm-hmm. high school i assume all the auditoriums are also the where they play basketball because schools uh like to double team a lot of this stuff but um they have a they have a, a space to have an event and they're going to have an event in it so uh some of that i i think this is a high school that has worked with apple on tech stuff before so it's a, a chance for apple to um to Okay, let's back up. Also, I'll mention Apple does have this uh, Chicago on the brain because they just opened their store at, uh, at in, on the loop in Chicago. And I suspect that you'll see them do some like special stuff in the Apple store in Chicago around this event too. Um, I, I, I wouldn't know what it might be because I'll be eating a hot dog at the airport at that point probably. So um, the uh, idea here when Apple ever ever does an event really is that they're they're telling a story right the the whole idea with marketing and the way they do it is they're telling a story uh, of about uh, about a product or many products and i think apple maybe saw a, a way given what products they've got ready to go this spring a way for them to do to tell that story in the context of apple in education which is an important market for Apple and also a market where there's some really fierce competition, especially from Google uh, with Google Classroom and Chromebooks in general. Um, even my uh, son's school, which is iPad one-to-one, um, they're all using Google Classroom with it. So it's like, it's, it's, it, that's, that's an interesting part. It may also be that they just looked at the, the products that were available and thought, oh, there's, a, there's a story to be told here. There's a, a story we can... We can build, we can weave around education and it makes Apple look good and we could even hold it. What if we, what if we held it at a, at a high school and they're like, well, we, you know, we work with this high school in Chicago. And I I think there was a a series of events that leads to us, but I think it's all about the story they want to tell. And presumably we will see in the products that they discuss that they're all around this kind of theme of using Apple stuff 
in education. So yep. it's a high concept thing. And I think that the, one of the challenges for Apple is that putting it in a different place means the people who do Apple's events have to spend time in Chicago um, instead of in their homes in the Bay Area, which is where they all live. And so that's more expense and time for them. Um, and, you know, the people like me who have literally never flown anywhere for an Apple event before, like an Apple media event, I've flown to like Macworld Expo in New York and Boston, but like to just a random Apple event. And I realize, you know, many of my colleagues always fly to Apple events. So the shoe is on the other foot, especially the ones who live in Chicago, I suppose. Um, but you know, it's they can call an event almost anywhere and people will come and they'll do it this time. So I think they just, this was a good place for them to show off their concept. And I guess as well, if if they are going as we expect for like you know, not whiz bang huge stuff, but you know maybe some just more focused education products. By setting it here, it kind of sets people's expectations going into this that you know that this is going to be a specific event for a certain thing. They're not going to show off the next iPhone like by surprise. You know, it's going to be a more focused event than it would be maybe if they did it in the Steve Jobs Theater. Yeah, I think that may be true. Also, the I don't know what what do they think of the Steve Jobs Theater? Maybe they feel that it is an an event that is more appropriate. I I don't know, but there is that thought of like, well, we only have this to announce. Do we really want to call everybody yeah, to the maybe Steve Jobs iPhones Theater? Only get announced there, right? Like it might just be the September event that happens there, and nothing I, else. I think that would be unfortunate because mm-hmm. it's a, a a great venue and it's a venue they control. Also, I will point out that people are moving into Apple Park. Like, I think that process is still going on. Mm -hmm. We've been seeing tweets over the last few months of people saying, well, here's my last day at the Loop. I'm going into Apple Park. And people are moving in and getting settled there. Maybe they also have this feeling like, let's not complicate things at Apple Park right now. That's also a possibility. It's all, But you're right. It may be like, oh, well, we don't want people to get really excited about an event at the Steve Jobs Theater and then have it be like... Uh, a, a minor update to an iPad or something like that, right? They, they, but I think I think more likely it's the idea that this is a great opportunity to weave this education story and really put a point on it. And by doing that at a school, there, there, that you know that that allows them to emphasize that. And it's a it's a high concept kind of thing that somebody in Apple's events and marketing. Uh, group, you know, whether it's like, I'm I'm sure Phil Schiller gave the thumbs up, but whoever came up with the idea of like, well, well we could do this in a little bit of a different venue. Um, it could also be that it, it is specifically like uh, stemming from some unavailability on the Apple campus of like, well, no, we really can't do it at Steve Jobs Theater in this, w- in this window because, or we prefer not to, let's get creative. Uh, who knows? I'm, this is also a question that hasn't been seemed to there doesn't seem to be a clear answer for it yet for many reasons. But my expectation is it will be. But will we see it like outside of the people that are going to be in the room? Is there going to be a live video? I would be very surprised if there wasn't one, just because that's how things have been for a long time now. Yeah, but I think that's the standard. But but you're right. One of the things that we that I always remember from the Europa Buena uh, events that they used to hell, hell, hold up in. Um, in San Francisco, the, the Yerba Buena Theater is near Moscone West, but it is a different venue. And for that, they would have like a, tr- a bunch of trucks outside that was basically their video production, and they would have to set it all up well in advance. This is the advantage of something like Steve Jobs Theater, which presumably has a lot of that equipment built Spill into in. it. Yeah. <laughs> they will They will presumably need to do that kind of thing. 
at the high school in Chicago. It's a, it's a, I think it's a technology magnet public school in Chicago, by the way. That's my understanding. And it, it apparently is a very impressive campus. Looks like almost like a college campus, in, in, and it's a, a showpiece, which I would expect nothing less for something picked by Apple to be their, you know, promotional, uh, venue as useful as it is for me to be able to watch the video especially as we're going to be recording straight after there would be something kind of fun and nostalgic in following along with live blogs you know giving live blogs a reason to exist again uh you know like most most websites and including you like continue to do them even though most people just watch the videos now but it would be kind of funny to to follow along with a bunch of live blogs again although i would prefer to watch the video but anyway i think i think we don't live in that world anymore we do not alas so let's do the draft these are the rules Okay, so we're going to do eight rounds in this draft, which will be 16 overall picks. So we pick eight things each. Uh, we have a list of items that we're going to be drawing from, although Jason likes to throw Spinal Tap in whenever he can. Uh, so <laughs> I expect that to occur. Uh, the winner mm. of the previous draft gets first pick. The winner of the last draft that we had uh, was the September draft, which Jason won. So he will be picking first. Um, for an item to count as uh, points being able to be scored against it it must either be clearly announced on stage or featured on a slide during the presentation itself uh, Stephen Hackett will be adjudicating in case of a scoring stalemate between me and Jason we prefer to score ourselves but when we can't we ask for outside help no half points awarded it is pure points and none or none and there can yep. be adjudication and discussion over those on our next episode um, no points are awarded for anything pre-announced so if something gets pre-announced between now and the event it does not count unless it's mentioned on stage unless it's mentioned on stage yes right so there there has to be something on stage which is probably unlikely but if they said oh yes by the way we announced last week this thing that happened i i guess it you know you get the point for that because we Mm -hmm. can't see the future but but it, it doesn't count if it was just as it doesn't count if it was not announced during the event but snuck out in our press release it also doesn't count if it was pre-announced and not mentioned at the event the points that are awarded on the next episode are final. Um, yes. And there will be a scorecard in the show notes for you to play along at home. So let's Sounds get good. started with our picks. But before we do, let me take our first break. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Samebox. Every person listening to this show has something they don't like about email. I've been going on like a horrific email vision quest right now where I've decided that all email apps are ultimately bad. And I'm just struggling with that. But one of the great things in my email toolkit these days is SaneBox because SaneBox helps me tackle email before it ever reaches the apps that I don't like. So with SaneBox, you can set up a bunch of filters and a bunch of interesting triggers. So your email is sorted and dealt with in some part before it ever reaches your inbox. All email looks exactly the same. Like if you don't have anything like SaneBox enabled, all this email just hits your inbox and it could be anything. It really helps to have some kind of pre-sorting. And this is what SaneBox will do. It will sort through your email and move trivial stuff to different folders. So only the messages left in your inbox are the ones that you need to deal with. So for example, I'll give you some uh, ideas of the things that I use. I have a couple of the things enabled to SaneBox. They have loads of different amazing options. I have one called Sane Later, 
which so an email pops in and same box deciphers that it's someone who is considered to not be that interesting to me, like I've not communicated with them before, or it's like a service or a company, puts it into that folder so I can deal with it later. The same news, which intelligently works out newsletters, puts those all in a folder so they don't land in my inbox. And also something called the black hole. So if I get emails that I get very frequently from uh, PR lists that seem un- like just impossible to unsubscribe from, if I just drop that email into the black hole, I will never hear from that person again. They can keep sending me emails to their heart's content but they're just never going to hit my inbox. With SaneBox, you can also set up email reminders, snooze your email so much more, and it works with absolutely every app that you would want to use. To help you get a little more organization in your inbox, we've got a great deal for you that we've worked out with SaneBox. Just go to sanebox.com slash upgradefm and you will get a two-week free trial and an extra $25 credit just because you listen to the show. That is SaneBox, S-A-N-E-B-O-X.com slash upgradefm and you'll be able to get that two-week free trial and $25 credit. You don't have to enter any credit card, credit card information unless you decide to buy. There's nothing to lose, so check it out today and get your email finally under control. Our thanks to Samebox for their support of this show. Okay, you ready, Jason Snell? As I'll ever be. Okay, so you get to go first. What is your first draft pick, your first prediction that you think is going to happen at next week's event? Well, I think a no-brainer, and I'm going for the points here. Got to go for the points. Well, you got to play for points. You got to play for points. That's why we do this. I think that um, on stage at a school when Apple is talking about education, which they undoubtedly are, that one of the things that they're going to talk about is Apple Classroom which uh, for people who don't know, there's a whole suite of features that are available for uh, education from Apple. You may not, like uh, the best example of a weird one is the ability to have different users on an iPad, Mm -hmm. which is not available to regular people, but is available in education. So I'm going to predict purely because it seems logical that this will happen, that Apple will announce and potentially even show, but they will mention new features to Apple Classroom. I'm not going to pick just Apple Classroom will be mentioned because I think that is a little bit too easy, but I'm going to say that they will announce some new features. All right, that is a very good one. I must say that is a very good one. Um, I have something that I think will be mentioned which is akin to this, but I'm not going to pick it just yet. Um, I'm going to go for hardware because I expect there to be some hardware. And I'm going to take a cue from the invitation and I'm going to say that there will be a new iPad, a new basic level iPad. The 9.7 will receive a refresh of some description um, and because that is the iPad that gets sold into schools. Like That's the popular one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I expect that we will see uh, some kind of iPad revision um, at the bottom end of the line uh, announced at this event. The plain old iPad. Mm-hmm. Plain old iPad. That they brought back after the iPad Air uh, went away and then came back. So, which w- would this be like the sixth generation iPad? Oh, knows, is that what prob- it would be? I, something like that, six or seven. I feel like this one is 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 a pretty good as a lock, right? Like it's a year since they updated it last time, right? It's an education event. That is the one that we heard from so many people when it came out. Like this is the iPad I've been waiting for for schools. Um, there was a, there's a lot of discussion about maybe that iPad was one of the reasons that we got the turnaround, right? Because there was finally an iPad that could go in on, on like mass purchasing in schools again. Right. This one, and you know, the the invitation itself is uh, a, a kind of a swirly Apple logo, right? Which would kind of hint towards Apple Pencil. We're going to get to that mm-hmm. maybe in a little bit, right? I feel like we're we're pretty good at, at thinking that there will be a new iPad announced. 
Yeah, I, I think that there's a good chance of that. Um, and it is the one that they will be selling into education. It hasn't gotten an update in a year. Um, and by you're covering all the bases, you know, by saying it, it, it'll just be new. What's in it? Well, it's still to play for, but yeah. basically updating that base iPad that's not an iPad Pro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there are, there are still some picks that we have available on our list, which we'll get to, which are features for that iPad, but they mm-hmm. are specific things that I think is good to separate from the fact of there being an yeah. iPad or not. So I, I agree with you. Why don't I pick one of those now? Go for it. Uh, I'm going to predict that because you mentioned the invitation, which has that uh, writing mm-hmm. that says, let's take a field trip with an Apple logo. I'm going to say that the uh, that new that new basic iPad that you just mentioned will support Apple Pencil, which would be the first non-iPad Pro to support Apple Pencil. Because it's hard for me to look at that invitation and think that Apple is going to withhold the yeah. Apple Pencil from their education story. Yeah, I mean, I'm really intrigued to see how this one works. This feels like something which they, they you know, every now and then, and especially in the events, there, there, there can be teases in the events, right? Think about the iPhone 7 with, like, the bokeh effect in it and stuff like that. But just from a pure logical perspective, Apple Pencil support on an iPad in education does make a lot of sense. I'm just really intrigued to see what happens to the iPad Pro line after that. Um, but but I think that one of the things that we're going to see for for the time being is the iPad Pro this year will probably get Face ID and thinner bezels and all that stuff. Um, so maybe that kind of helps differentiate it more as a Pro for a while, and that Apple Pencil can start to find its way into new devices. There could be a new Apple Pencil with the new iPad Pro, which has more features, but this regular uh, iPad gets regular Apple Pencil features. I think in the past it has been maybe a risk to put the Apple Pencil down on the lowest iPad because what differentiates it from the Pro? But I think depending on the other things that we're probably going to see later on this year, I think now could be the right time to do it. Yeah, I think the basic iPad is different enough now, uh, unlike the iPad Air 2 perhaps, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that giving it pencil support is not necessarily confusing whether it's a, an iPad Pro or not. Yep. Um, I think a more interesting question, and maybe we'll pick it later, is would the smart connector come down? Because a lot of the education Ooh, yeah. applications, a lot of the ed- education uh, you know, cases and stuff like that, and they have, they have keyboards that they use, would they consider a smart connector to sell smart keyboards into education? Uh, or or not? I don't know how feel like education feels far. about the ruggedness of it. Yeah, it, it might. I I think I'm inclined to think it is too far, but I just throw it out there because one of the things about the iPad that uh, in education is that they all want keyboards. They don't use them all the time. Like my son's school, he doesn't have a keyboard here, but they have keyboards that they use in certain circumstances with their iPads at school. And it made, got me thinking, like, keyboards is still a thing for text input at school. And I could see the argument for Smart Connector. Then again, I can also see the argument for nobody doing the Smart Connector anymore. Right, because <laughs> other really, than for Bluetooth the Smart Keyboard. will get you what you need, right? But when it comes to the yeah. Apple Pencil, there isn't anything nearly as good as that. I agree. Right? So I, nope, I, I think I agree. they might stick to Bluetooth for now. That's why I picked the Apple Pencil. Yeah. So uh, my, my second pick is an iBooks update. Um, I think that it will become books, right? <laughs> this isn't necessarily in the pick. So my pick is iBooks update. 
Um, yep. I think that it makes perfect sense. I mean, I honestly, I see them trying to go the textbook route again, right? Which kind of didn't work the first time. You mean a few years ago when they totally revolutionized textbooks and textbooks have never been the same, except that they didn't and they are. Um, but yeah, I, I I'll give you credit for anything that they, they mention on stage that is something new in iBooks. Right. As long yeah. as iBooks gets a change of some kind. I because, mean, you know, we saw this a bunch, right? Like in uh, the, some of the 11.3 betas, the name changed to books. It's back to iBooks right. again now, uh, but the name changed to books for a while. So they're probably just going to call this Apple Books. Now, if all they do is mention iBooks and don't actually change anything about it, does, the, does your pick count? Something has to change. Is that an update? Something has to change. Okay. Like right. when I mean update, like Got I don't it. just mean like, hey, here's how iBooks is doing, right? No, like something's going to change in iBooks, or iBooks get some time so they show off some new features, that that kind of thing. Which could be from the store side, um, it could be from the app functionality side, but but I believe that there will be something on stage because really, this, I, you know, textbooks and books on iPads should be a really, really big deal. And I think that iBooks author in its first in like its first kind of life didn't do that. I think the focus on trying to make them all interactive was probably a bad move. And I, I, honestly, I would expect to see them kind of just be like, here are what, you know, here's just books, right? Like it's like books, but on the iPad. I, 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 I would be surprised right. if they continue to push down the interactive route because I don't think that that worked ultimately. All right. Do you want to go for pick number three? Yeah. Pick number three. Again, this is one of those that I think I just have to pick because it's an education event, which is there's some beta stuff in uh, the iOS 11. Point three beta mm-hmm. that is called class kit which basically is new tools for third-party developers to build in classroom features into their apps and i've got to think since that's in the beta yeah. that they're going to spend time talking about how now and perhaps even demoing some samples of now you can have apps that do all these amazing things with uh so this is a little different than the apple classroom this is uh this is third-party developer tools to make education apps that tie in into all of uh, all of the stuff that teachers need. So yeah, I, I, I just want to throw that there. Like a couple of features, they have like an exam mode, so um, an application can't be quit during a specific period of time. This is one of the things that's been found. Um, and also some evaluation features, so like a, a teacher can mark... I would assume from from third-party apps. And this is all third-party stuff, right? So if you made a test exam application you know it could go into an exam mode so kids couldn't go and surf the web and cheat right for example so that's kind of what this stuff looks like um i am i'm looking at my picks here and i am gonna rearrange okay so you know i mentioned you you know when you said you stole uh, my ibooks update by the way i i was i had that high on my list so just just I, I had it right there, but you got it. You so got it from, you mentioned you something me. about Apple Classroom features, right? Focusing on Classroom. Um, I expect there to be a focus of some description on family and that Apple to reference and, and kind of make a point about kids and device time and stuff like that. Because uh-huh. this has been a bit of a hot button issue oh, recently. Yeah. Apple created a page on their website about kind of how to live a healthy digital family life. Um, I expect that if this is an event which is focused on kids, 
right? This is this is what this is for. This is for kids in school. I expect them to talk something about like, you know, being considerate, being conscientious of how much time our kids use on devices, that kind of stuff. I, I would be very surprised to see this event go by without them touching on that. I think that's a good call. Because it's like, oh, look at these new devices. Your kids are now going to spend time with iPads all day in school and then at home. So I expect there to be like some some focus on a little bit of moderation or whatever, however they end up phrasing it. Um, but I expect that. Like they have a top level. You know, it's apple.com slash families that launched, I think, last week. Uh, so this, you know, this is Apple trying to showcase what they already have. And it's already rumored quite heavily that it's going to be more parental control stuff in iOS 12. So I expect this to become part of the discussion point for the rest of this year as Apple tries to just make sure that they're considered as being conscientious with how much time people spend on their devices. Yeah, it's not quite education, but education is a lot about younger people. Mm -hmm. And it's so I can see how they might sort of segue into it and say, all right, also here's a here's an issue, not just for schools, but for parents in general. Right. And then talk about it because it, you're right. It is a hot button uh, topic. I, I feel like it would be a little bit tone deaf if they didn't at least mention it. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I think it would be a very it would be a, a bad omission. I think that they would probably get yeah. a bit of flack for. It's a good, a good even if there's nothing new just to talk about like what they do and what they what their philosophy is and maybe make a commitment to doing some new stuff, but also just sort of defending their existing stuff since it's become somewhat controversial. Yep. All right. Pick number four. All right, uh, for my fourth pick, I'm going to pick something that's kind of weird, but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it's a, it's like a uh, well, let me explain what it is. I'm going to predict that a new Apple iOS app debuts. What is it? I have no idea. I just I'm I, I just have this feeling like maybe as a part of this event there'll be some app that we've never heard of that. Apple says, oh, and there's this new app that we wrote that does this thing that's great for education or kids or whatever. Um, not a new version of an existing Apple app, but something new. And this is a shot in the dark, but it's at the same time, like I said, I, I just kind of get this feeling like this might be an appropriate time for Apple to unveil something. Like, you know, remember when they unveiled Clips? Yep. Like something like that, where like, oh, we had a clever idea and this is going to be great in schools and it does this and here it is. So I just want to, I want to cover that part of the, of the event. Like if there's a new Apple iOS app um, that is debuted, I want to, I want to, have it i want to get credit for that so that's That's what i'm that's what i'm choosing something probably educational related maybe Mm -hmm. tangential um but you know they do this from time to time like clips is the best example which is like and now we have this app called clips like whoa where did that come from so that's um i will i will also say that if they decide that they're gonna do like uh final cut for ios uh that counts of course (laughs) because that's not that's not currently there but a new version of iMovie doesn't any apple made app that doesn't currently exist on ios it has to be a brand new title that's what i want okay i'm gonna i'm gonna go with a rumor mill Uh, i'm gonna say that the macbook air will get a price cut that's next on my list good job (laughs) if the macbook air is going to have its price cut if that is going to happen it will happen next week, right? Like uh, this, the MacBook Air is the student's computer, right? Like if you're looking at Mac, like that's the one. It's the yeah. cheapest. It's rugged. It's got all the ports that it needs. Um, I'm actually starting to believe that this won't happen, and we might get to that in a little bit. But if it's going to happen, it will happen next Tuesday. That's my feeling on this. 
yeah, I, I it's a good it's a fresh rumor, right? Mm-hmm. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's not going to happen. Because this is a rumor um, that doesn't need supply chain stuff, right? Like it doesn't. It can have been a very frequent rumor, and the reason it may have come out is because they're getting ready to do it next week, right? So you know, what, sooner be. the th- sooner things get, the more likely they are to leak out because more and more people start to learn about them. Um, I think that if they're going to do it, this would make the perfect time. This would make perfect sense to do it right now. I, I can't see why you would do this later on in the year, right? Like if Apple were going to do it with an announcement of some description, it doesn't make any sense for WWDC. It's the wrong audience and it would be wasted time in September. So I think if they're going to do it and they're going to do it on stage or with a press release, I would expect that it happens as part of this event. Yeah, I, I I really want to pick something that is related to a laptop and to the <laughs> Mac. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I, I'm having a hard time doing it for, for similar reasons, which is I'm not entirely convinced that the time is right. You're right. A price cut is a good way to slice it because they can do that anytime. What I want to do is pick something about the MacBook Air's like getting rumored actual update or a new MacBook model or a repricing of the MacBook Escape or something like that. The problem is that I believe all that stuff happened in June last year. And I'm not entirely convinced that Apple would go back nine months later and make so, okay. changes. I might be doing a disservice to myself with points here, but just because they announce it doesn't mean it has to come out yet. Well, that's that's true, but generally if you're gonna if you're gonna replace if you're going to replace something, you would do it. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. You wouldn't replace the MacBook with a new model and not have it ship for three months because nobody's going to buy the MacBook. Well, I bet it could. Meantime. It could ship in a month, right? And then it's like eleven months from when it was revved. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's tough. I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep thinking about it. And instead, I'm going to pick something else. I don't know. How, you don't, might not want to think about it for too long, Jason. I'm just going to say that. You might not want to think about that for too long. <laughs> you might lose it. But go on. Pick number five. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> now, you're, now, you, now you've made it really... Uh-huh. Now, now you're in my head. I'm you got me. You. I'm needling you now. You got me. <laughs> you got me. Um, uh, oh, All's boy. fair in love and drafts. That's true. It's very true. I am going to pick, I'm going to go down a, a few items from my what I thought would Ooh. be my list. Yeah, I would say, real quick on that, I have done more rearranging of my draft <laughs> list than any other draft that we've done. I came in with my five, and I have picked two of them so far. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah I hear you. I hear you. So I'm going to I'm going to pick the thing that I really want to see, which again timing-wise I think is not going to happen. Um but I'm going to pick changes to the MacBook. Okay, this is what I was talking Air. about by the way. I don't know if that came across, but what I was referencing is I think it's this. I think that this is that this is what I was talking about with like you can announce it now and it can come out later. You maybe thought I was talking about something else, but I was talking about this. Oh, yeah, so I, I, what I want to believe, I think, is that they'll do make changes to the 12-inch MacBook, including a way to get the price down a little bit. And it'll be as part of their kind of push into education. And it may be that they just reduce the specs on it and, and get it down to 1099 or something mm-hmm. like that. But uh, they... You know, an update to the MacBook would be great. It doesn't necessarily have to be what I would like, which is that they have, I know it's hard to believe, two 
ports instead of one. But uh, I, I expect Apple to keep updating the MacBook. This might be a June thing. This might be a fall thing. Uh, but why not now with some with some uh, laptop news? So I'll I'll toss that one out there. New did, MacBook. Did you see that there was a rumor about this last week um, that there was going to be a lower cost but 13 inch Retina MacBook? Which huh. reported to be debuting in June, but I think that that well, could have been mis. You know, I, I I think personally, I think that if that product does exist, if they are going to make a, a a new MacBook, which is thirteen inches, that it will that's come the out. MacBook Air exactly. So, but what I'm thinking is like if they do that, it could be that next week, and they get rid of the MacBook and the Air, and they have one product because apparently the, the rumor is saying that it will be cheaper than the current MacBook and probably be around 999 And I think if they do that, if they make a 13-inch laptop, which looks like the current Retina MacBook, and it's 999 I think that that's the only option going forward. So I, I'm really yeah. intrigued to see what they do there. That was going to be my next pick. That That's what I was thinking about. I now know what you're thinking about, and I wasn't thinking about that. So we'll see if you get there. Interesting. But hey, if it, I, I, new MacBook, if they come out with a, something entirely new called MacBook, I'll take that. But mm-hmm. I was thinking update to the 12-inch MacBook to get it down closer in range sure. to the MacBook Air. Both of those things make perfect sense, right? And and I think that they're both possible, that they'll do something to bring that down or they'll just come in and replace them both at the same time. Yep. Ooh, so this is put, so we're into my pick five. This has put me into a bit of a sticky situation now, looking at my list that's left. And I am, again, going to pick something that wasn't, my, wasn't very high up originally, but I think is probably a lock. Um, iOS 11.3 to be yeah. released. Um, because if they do any software stuff... That's where it's going to be included. So uh-huh. I expect that we'll see 11.3. Especially 11.3 feels like it's around the corner. It's been in beta for quite a while, um, and it includes some stuff which is probably pretty important, right? Some of that ba- all that battery stuff, and I assume Apple probably doesn't want to hold on to those things for too long. Um, so I would expect to see 11.3 coming out, and maybe one of the reasons that they've held 11.3 is it might give away too much uh, about some of this stuff that they've got coming next week. So. There you go. Right. That's that's five picks we're up to now. We have three picks left, and then we're going to talk about some of the things that we didn't pick. Um, but before we do, let me thank FreshBooks for their support of this week's show. I love FreshBooks, and trust me, if you send invoices to anyone, you would love FreshBooks too, because they know how important it is to make smart decisions for your business. And I'm telling you right now, one of the smartest decisions you can make is to use FreshBooks, because they simplify tasks like invoicing, tracking expenses, and getting paid online, some of the most important things that you would do if you work for yourself. FreshBooks has drastically reduced the time and effort it takes for over 10 million people to deal with their paperwork, because... They will help you chase up invoices once you've sent them out. They can set up late payment email reminders for you so you spend less time hunting them down. You can very easily get those invoices sent out. Um, they are they have great t- tools to do it. You can create templates. Everything's saved. It's super simple. And you see how that invoice is going to look once it lands in the inbox of the person you're sending it to. And then you can track if they've seen it. You can track if it's been opened and printed. It puts an end to those guessing games. One of my favorite things is that for every client, it will show you how long it typically takes them to pay so you can understand 
kind of what that payment cycle looks like for your, for the people that you work with. They have a personal, like a notification center, which is like a personal assistant. So every time you log into FreshBooks, you see what's changed since you last logged in and you can deal with what needs to be taken care of quickly. If you're listening to this and still not using FreshBooks, but believe you might have a use for it. So like any time tracking or invoices or anything, trust me, just give it a go. They are offering an unrestricted 30 day free trial for listeners of this show. No credit card required. Just go to freshbooks.com slash upgrade. And when they say, how did you hear about us? Tell them that you heard about them on upgrade. So it's freshbooks.com slash upgrade for a 30 day free trial of FreshBooks. Our thanks to FreshBooks for their support of this show and Relay FM. So we're on to pick number six, Jason. Oh boy. It's getting harder, Mike. It's, it's getting, getting harder. a lot harder, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say it's fun to talk about Mac laptops. I placed them lower down on our lists here because my feeling is that iOS and the iPad is going to come first. Um, and so I'm going to go back there for a quick one, which is you you mentioned a new basic iPad. I'm going to go out on the limb a little further and say it's going to have a lower price than the current basic iPad has. Yep. Okay. Just cut, push it down, push it down 20 bucks, 30 bucks, whatever it is. I think Apple is feeling serious pressure to get that thing as competitive as possible, especially with Chromebooks. And so push it, push it down further. Uh, again, I, I, I'm just crossing my fingers here. But let's, uh, let, let's make sure we clear this one up so you can get your points. Are we talking about there being an iPad with a lower price or the new iPad, if there is one, will debut at a lower price? Oh, that's true. How about this? I'll, I'll phrase it this way. I think the base price to buy into the iPad product line with, a, with an iPad that is currently shipping will drop Great. from 329 Yeah. The iPad will have a lower base price. Let's go with that. That's a good way of saying it. They could take the, the sixth, what, fifth generation model, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And keep it around and lower the price. Or they could introduce a sixth generation model at a lower price. I would like both of those options. I want them to drop that 329 is the thing. Get that down to 299 or something like that. Yeah. But if it was 328 Gosh, it would count. Two ninety nine for an for an iPad would be that would be excellent, right? That would, right? that would really start to help them a, an awful lot more. All right, I'm okay. So if we're thinking that this is going to be pretty iOS focused, which I think we both do, and it's in schools, and you think about some of the applications that Apple would be trying to promote, I'm going to go out and say that there's going to be some iWork updates um, as part of this. You know, like iWork is their word processor. You know, it is, you know, they have Keynote, right? They they have numbers. Something's going to happen. There's going to be some new features, hopefully better collaboration tools. Um, What did I say? Pages? No, no, you you just listed two of them. So I I mentioned the third one because there's the the panoply of Mm -hmm, iWork apps, mm -hmm. the the numbers, the pages, the Keynote. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's possible. Although, I mean, they've got some of the collaboration stuff. Now, so are you, I mean, the the challenge is going to be, is it is it new? Are there new features, or are they just going to extol the virtues of iWork? I think new because features. New features. You say new features. Yeah, new features right. to iWork. Um, I mean, honestly, that could be as simple as adding ClassKit to iWork. 
right? There, there could be some stuff there where they're like, oh, and you know, this is this class kit thing, and we've added it to pages, so etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. You know, like so your people can turn in their essays, you know, I, you know, however it's going to be. But I, I think iWork will will get some attention and it will get some something new that that it didn't have previously. Just because if I'm thinking about you know any software that Apple makes, probably iWork would make the most sense to get some time um, because. It generates stuff that would be used in schools, I guess. Okay. So we're on to pick number seven. Oh, it's so hard. Um, I'm going to take a flyer on something that is one of these things that's probably going to be announced in a press release, but I think they might mention it on stage. Mm-hmm. And that's Air Power. Ah, darn it. Okay. <laughs> which Air Power, which is supposed to come out this year. Hopefully soon. What's the education story there? I'm not sure there is one, but it is a mat that you can put like your phone and your Apple Watch and you know another phone or whatever. This is nothing on there. to do with education, but nothing at all. But they, but if all they have to do is mention it, yeah. Um, I mean, what I'm saying is, we got a bunch of other great updates today. This is just a Air pending power. thing, which should happen. Probably should have happened already. If they've right. got people, and if they attention. mention it on stage, I get a point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, that's this is good as. I mean, okay. So my next one is new AirPods because if they do Air Power, they've got to have the new AirPods case to go along with it. So I expect that AirPods will get uh, an update too, purely because like these two things. Should should exist in the market now they they will i reckon they will be available next tuesday whether they talk about them or not but it's time right. to put them out there and, and i guess this would be the right time to do that yeah i think so and so we're both taking a chance that they will yep. mention that they're also releasing some other stuff even though it's not part of their education story and a lot of times they do that not mm-hmm. always but a lot of times they do that they're just in passing since i since i've got your attention we all did a bunch of other updates today uh, and other times they just don't mention it and they they are released entirely separately so that's good we're both we're both uh it's probably likely that they either do both or uh none for pick seven all so right so we have our eighth and final pick and that's okay what we've got left we're gonna get to it in a minute but there is a basically what we're left with is a bunch of things that could happen like that there is that there is maybe a case for each of them but none of them are really that likely yeah and there's a strong case against each of them, I would yes. say too. But this is stuff that like people want, or is there? There is a like general conceived notion that should exist, right? And that this could be a time for that. Like what we don't have in this list is iPhone 11, right? <laughs> you know, right? But it's stuff that you would maybe expect Apple to do now, and is is maybe yeah. on the B side of their products. So sure. Okay, so here's mine, uh, which is. I think this is going to happen this fall as a part of the of a new generation of iPad Pro models or mm-hmm. or maybe this summer if they don't wait till fall. Um but given the announcement and given some of other uh, you know the invitation and given some of our other picks, mm-hmm. I hold out a small chance that a new version of the Apple Pencil will debut next tuesday instead of waiting to debut with the ipad pro i feel like the most logical place to debut a new version of the apple pencil is not now but with the ipad pro but there are a few things first off it might be required for the uh for a new ipad that supports the pencil although i've been thinking it as it more as like new fancy snazzy new features for the for the ipad pro it's also possible that it is a new pencil that's required in order to work with the existing models but since 
the pencil, you know, there's there's handwriting in the invite. We're talking about iPads. It's not beyond the realm of possibility that there might be a new pencil model, even though you would think they would save that for the iPad Pro. There may be a reason for them to just get out ahead and release it now. So I'll you know throw what? it in there. I bet it's an Apple Pencil with Qi charging. Could be, and then it would go with the uh, go with the air power and the mm-hmm. air, and then I get a two for there. Oh, mm-hmm. that would be the the uh, exacta. That would be great. Does Qi charging go both ways? Like I don't know how it works. Uh, but like, no. Okay, because I was wondering, like, could could you have an Apple Pencil that charges because it's touching an iPad? That would be freaking amazing. Uh, but you know that that <laughs> the, that would be really great. Maybe sometime oh, in the a, future. Yeah, maybe. All right, so oh god, I've really got slim pickings here. Uh, okay, uh-huh. I'm 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 gonna go safe, and I'm gonna try and just make sure I've got some some stuff across the board here. We have a pick, which is MacBook Air receives an actual update. Yes, I'm gonna go with that one. So this is All the MacBook right. Air as it currently exists. This is that rumor that they're that they're doing something to it to make it different. And keeping it around. That, like, not just a price change, but that something will happen to it. So this can be, basically, if the MacBook Air has some kind of different specification, some different tech spec than before, then I get my point. It's not a good pick, right? but I feel like I'm just trying to play it safe. Yeah, well, and you'll get, um, you'll get uh, repricing. You'll get a point for repricing if they just reprice the existing one. If they if they change the specs, you get a point too. Mm-hmm. So that's the idea there is that basically there needs to be a MacBook Air that we refer to as the MacBook Air early 2018. Yep. Um, that it needs to change like that. And it could. I, I had that pretty high up and then I just kept thinking about it and thinking about it. And I, I decided that it was more likely that your price cut pick would happen than than this but i think it's i think it's good look we just picked 16 things that might happen in an event that was just announced that there's not a lot rumored <laughs> about and that is probably not going to be a major event with huge announcements in it so i think we did a pretty good job of ginning up 16 items that might come true i have six more okay let's let's go through the stuff that was on our big list that we didn't go through uh ibooks author update this is probably yeah. something that will happen but i don't think would get a Stage time. Um, I mean, they might mention it in passing. My guess, my guess, and uh, the the reason that I I liked this one is that I I get this feeling, and I didn't know how to pick it, but like if they're doing an education event and they, they are going to be very tempted to talk about reinventing ed- education again, one of the things that I feel like they could do is talk about like how to make it easier for teachers or or college professors to send, you know, items to the students to read or things like that. And they might have a almost like an Instapapery kind of thing where it's like, oh, well, now in the new iBooks author tool, you can bring in an article and then send it right back out or something like that. And it, it's possible. Um, sure. But it's also possible that they will, they will release an update to iBooks author and not mention it on stage. I think it's also possible that they'll just say, forget it. <laughs> like, forget about iBooks author. I don't know. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's certainly relevant in a way that these other items that we had on our list are not. Um, I wanted to mention the iPhone SE update. Like it's time for that one too. And that yep. really has no relevance to education. There's no education. There's, story there at all but that's a product that's hanging out there that we keep thinking they're going to do an update to and it's it's time you know it is exactly the right time to do an iphone se update so they could it could happen uh we have a new ipad pro 
I yeah. believe this is coming this year, but I think we're gonna. I think June would be the earliest for this. Yeah, and I, agree. And I understand why people think this is coming because it's a pencil, right? Because if Apple decide not to put the Apple Pencil on the lowest end iPad, then in theory there would be an iPad Pro update, right? If the, if if we're gonna believe that this invitation is trying to show us something, it seems pretty clear that this is Apple Pencil related. So maybe it's a new iPad Pro because that's the only place they're gonna put the pencil. It's a possibility, but I think it's too soon. Um, and and I just don't think that the iPad Pro is for this market. I, I don't think it's an education tool. Um, I, I think it is a prof- it is a professional tool. To clue in the name. Um, then we have two uh, revisions to two products, which are very old. Um, the Mac Mini and the iPad Mini were two things that yep. were on our list. Both possible. Both could fit in this in this event. Could, but I think that neither of them are going to get anything, maybe ever. <laughs> we lack we lack faith there. I think yeah. I would say the Mac Mini is more likely to happen, only because it really needs an update, and they could plausibly make a case about oh well you know a lot of schools like to have the mac mini because it's low cost and they can put it in in uh blah 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 Mm -hmm. like i think i think they could do that one um and i hope they do ipad mini i'm a little i'm just a little less convinced that it has a future Um, but it's entirely possible that they could do something with that so these are these are two that we you know we might end up kicking ourselves but probably not and then the last one is something that I believe will definitely happen but won't get any stage time, which is new Apple Watch bands. Anytime they Always. update the store with a bunch of products, they put new Apple Watch bands because it's a new season. So yeah, I, would I just don't think there's that. any, there's just no Apple Watch story for education, which nope. is why they probably won't have a segment where they talk about Apple Watch in order to mention that there are also lovely new watch bands now on sale for spring. Uh, but they will undoubtedly, I would say, be available for spring Mm -hmm. (laughs) after this event because that is what apple does because apple's smart and they sell a lot of watch bands so that's the draft we've got our eight picks there will be uh in the show notes you will be able to find a scorecard so you'll be able to score along with us as the event is happening next week um and this should have been obvious by now but uh upgrade will be out on tuesday next week um we won't be on monday we'll be recording on tuesday the 27th and releasing on tuesday the 27th yeah it'll be be late everything later in the day because yep. of course the events in the morning and then mm-hmm. i will make my way to the chicago podcast co-op where uh the very nice people there and cards against humanity and all of that will uh they have reserved a space for me to talk to you mike yeah. and that's uh that lets me travel a little bit lighter and sound like i'm a professional and not mm-hmm. in a like wandering down the streets of Chicago, which would be a very different sounding podcast. And something to note, because I didn't realize this until Jason mentioned it, just so everyone can uh, synchronize their watches. Whilst this event is at 10 a.m. as usual, it is central time. Yes. Because I'm used to events being at 10 a.m. Pacific, but it's not going to be because that's not where the event is. So just in case, you know, make sure you've put it in your calendars right, because I would have been waiting there 10 a.m. Pacific, and that would not have been a good idea. So uh, 10 a.m. Central is when that event is going to happen. Right, so, so two hours earlier mm-hmm. than an Apple event usually happens. Um, uh, of course, we just hit daylight savings time here, so... Uh, that's an extra complication for people who are in places that did not that do not we'll be fine. change the clock. It at changes. That point, but... It changes next Sunday. So everyone oh good, will, okay. You know, Everybody uh, will be saving we'll all the be daylight. The same time. All, all, oh good, all that's together. Early. That's how you get the most daylight. Is you save it all together. Uh, that's good. 
We still have a bunch of stuff to get to today, so uh, let really? me thank uh, Smile for their support of this show and talk to you about Text Expander. With Text Expander, you can communicate smarter. You'll be able to create snippets for things that you type or copy and paste all the time that you can access by just a couple of key commands. You might want to create snippets for website URLs that you use a bunch, email addresses that you're constantly referring to. Maybe you want today's date. I have one, UUSD, that formats the US date for me, which is very useful, um, or even answers to common questions that you're constantly sending to people via email. All you need to do is then you just simply summon your snippets in any app on the Mac, Windows, iPhone, and iPad using an abbreviation, or you can search for them using a hotkey while you're typing. You can even tailor each snippet with fill-in fields if you need a little more personalization. You could create an email reply system with Text Expander and have a snippet on hand for every type of email that you send, and you can even add in uh, drop-downs and little fields that you can fill out it is super super powerful and you can have there are a bunch of applications on ios that you can integrate text expander snippets into natively or you can use their keyboard and have access to them wherever you are it really is awesome stuff if you spend any amount of your day typing you need text expander i'm not the only person to say this but it's so true when i sit down at my mac if Text Expander is not open for some reason, it feels like something is broken uh, because I'm so used to these just typing in these little key, short key commands now. It is so much of a smarter way to improve the workflow of your communications that you can even share with other people with Text Expander for Teams. So go to textexpander.com slash podcast and you'll be able to get yourself 20% off your first year and then you just tell them that you heard about uh, Text Expander on this show. So that's textexpander.com slash podcast. Go right now and get 20% off your first year when you tell them that you came to them from Upgrade. We'd like to thank Taxi Spander and Smile for their support, their continued support of this show and Relay FM. So Apple had like a super busy week because they also announced that WWDC is happening. Yeah. Um, it kind of came out of the blue again, but I think everyone's in agreement that we're really, really happy to have been told about this in March rather than in April or May. Um, yep. It's going to be back in San Jose, which I think pretty much everyone is excited about because it was great last year um, from June the 4th to the 8th at the uh, as expected, we ac- Yep. Yeah, we actually had uh, that question a couple weeks ago about when mm-hmm. WWDC was going to happen and we said probably that first week of June because that's what we'd heard yep. like people analyzed things and it turns out, yeah, that's it in, in San Jose. It's exactly what we wanted but it's nice to get that locked down because people are reluctant to buy flights and reserve hotels, especially if you can get a deal if you have uh, no cancellation and then if they moved it and all of those things. But it is it is when we uh, when we thought and as a uh, parent, I have to say it's not my kid's last week of school that week, which is the first Hooray. time in many years that I have not had all the end of year um, school activities happening simultaneously with WWDC. So um, as usual, I'll be flying in. I'm going to be spending the entire week. Um, and I'm wondering what you were planning to do. I know like last year you came in, came in San Jose for a few days because previously, yep. you know, you could just drive into downtown San Francisco every day, but <laughs> yeah, you can't that's do that right. anymore. Same as last year, I'm gonna. I, I got a. I got a hotel room. Uh, the it's the it's the motel next door next door to the motel I stayed in last year. Excellent. That one sold out. I think word spread that that place was relatively cheap and had been completely redone inside, so it looked kind of sketchy from the mm. outside. But inside, it was really nice. Um, and so it was all it was all gone. But uh, the the place next door was there, and I'll, I'll basically it's there for me to sleep for 
three nights, I think. And then, uh, and then, uh, I leave open whether I'll be there on Thursday or Friday. Cause I would just drive down for those. And I did, I think I drove down on Thursday last year and, and was there again. And then, uh, and then drove home again. Cause it's, it's drivable. It's just very, very long drive. And uh, we're very excited to announce um, that we, uh, Relay FM, have teamed up with AltConf and ATP to create the first ever uh, WWDC podcast festival. So what we're doing is over two days, so on Monday uh, the 4th and Wednesday the 6th, there are going to be live podcasts. So on uh, Monday the 4th, it's going to be ATP live at AltConf. And AltConf are next door to the convention center. They're in, the, I think it's the Marriott Hotel, They're like next door. And mm. then on Wednesday, there's going to be Relay FM Live, which is going to be uh, a lot of really cool uh, things. They're going to be. I don't want to. I want to say too much, um, but I will be there. You will be there, Jason, uh, and a bunch of other Relay FM hosts are going to be on stage. Uh, we have some fun stuff currently in the works for that which i'm really excited about so if you're going to be in san jose you can go to altconf.com and you can get tickets for those shows they're five dollars each uh, for each night and all of that money goes towards supporting the work that altconf do altconf is amazing Uh, they put on a bunch of free activities and uh, workshops and stuff like that um, for people that are in town who maybe couldn't get themselves a ticket or just want to experience something a little bit different so we're going to be doing those live shows if you are going to be in town, trust me, you want to go to these two shows. They are great ways to spend your time uh, in San Jose. And if you're thinking like, oh, I don't want to get a WWC ticket, but I want to be around. These are the types of things that are so much fun to do. Um, there's there's great stuff. There's lots of great conferences. It's like kind of like sub-conferences that happen um, around WWDC now. And there's so much great stuff to keep yourself occupied with that it is worth making the trip. I am not even going to attempt to get a pass as I have never needed to, never wanted to, because yeah. there was just more and more awesome stuff happening. And I'll tell you, like last year, San Jose was so much fun. Um, it really kind of felt like a more of an event town. Uh, and it's going to be great this year. And we're doing some live shows. So uh, go to altconf.com and you can get tickets for Relay FM Live uh, on the 6th, on Wednesday, the 6th of June. Really excited about that. Shall we do some upstream? Some some uh, talk about some stuff that's going on in streaming media right now? Yeah, yeah. Really quickly, we'll blow through some uh, streaming yeah. news. There's always more. There's always more. Uh, upstream mainstay, Reese Witherspoon, uh, she has a new show <laughs> with a Hello Sunshine production company. It's been sold to Hulu. Um, this one stars Witherspoon again, uh, alongside Carrie Washington, who's best known for starring role in Scandal. This is an adaptation of a book called Little Fires Everywhere by Celeste Ng. Uh, this is so going to be going to Hulu. I expect was probably shopped around to a bunch of people, but I just find it really, it's really cool to see what Reese Witherspoon's doing. Um, you know, I looked into Hello Sunshine a little bit and basically it was created because she wanted to be able to, to help uh, more women get starring roles in shows and in productions. And it seems like she's doing a pretty stand-up job so far. It's like the third or fourth show that we've spoken about that she sold recently. It's, it seems yeah. like a really, really interesting company going on over there. Yeah, for sure. Um, Apple has ordered an animated comedy show from the creator of Bob's Burgers. Um, It is called Central Park, and it is a musical comedy. Uh, Lauren (laughs) Bouchard, who's the creator of Bob's Burgers, has teamed up with Nora Smith and Josh Gad on this project, and it's described as telling the story of a family of caretakers who live and work in Central Park, 
but the twist of this show is that they somehow end up saving the world. Uh, I'm very intrigued to see how that comes together. Um, it's going to be produced by 20th Century Fox Television, which is really weird. So they're producing it, and Apple has bought it. Um, and this is because Bouchard has a deal with 20th Century yeah, Fox. Yeah, he has a right? deal with 20th Century Fox, right, which, which will be... You know, owned by Disney at some point. Yeah, but yeah, they're still mess. a studio, and they still <laughs> uh-huh. they still sell they they still sell to other providers, and that's where that's where um, Lauren Bouchard's deal is. I- interesting voice cast too, right? Really so Josh good. Gad, you mentioned mm-hmm. Leslie Odom Jr. from Hamilton, uh, Titus Burgess from Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, Kristen Bell from The Good Place, uh, David Diggs also from Hamilton. Uh, so it's it's quite a uh, quite a thing. And I don't know, do you, have you seen Bob's Burgers? Do you watch Bob's Burgers? Uh, so Bob's Burgers is a show I've seen a couple of episodes of and really liked, but it's not easy it's re- to get here. Ah, uh, it's really good. It, yeah. it was it was mismarketed in the U.S. because it airs on Sunday night in the animation block on Fox, and as a result, I would say, and my apologies to those who enjoy Family Guy. I don't really enjoy Family Guy. I think the mistake was that it was marketed to Family Guy viewers. So the original marketing for Bob's Burgers was, um, I'd say, not in keeping with what the show's actually like. Right. It's okay. brilliant. It is a brilliant and brilliantly funny show. So uh, if people haven't tried it, you should give it a you should give it a shot. And I think Lauren Bouchard, b- before he did Bob's Burgers, didn't he do home movies? So he's a, he's a very uh, talented person. And it's interesting that Apple. This is Apple's. Uh, I think it's smart for Apple to do this for for Apple to get into uh, some animation stuff too. It's uh, like again what we said before, like try to diversify the content of an Apple service. It can't all be um, sci-fi series, right? You need mm-hmm. to keep on diversifying it, have it appeal to a wide range, and a new show from the guy who does Bob's Burgers with an all-star cast. Great, great, great idea. It looks like it's. Uh, I can buy Bob's Burgers on Amazon now. It's previously has been really hard to find, so I'm going to put that on my on my list for the future. Um, maybe I'll, I'll pick it up. Okay, it's not on Netflix or anything here. It's 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 typically been oh. pretty hard to come by. I expect it's like uh, Sky bought it, and Sky can be pretty tough with that sort of stuff. Oh. Um, and this was one that I missed. This happens. I don't know how this happens. Like I try and follow this stuff as close as I can now, but every now and then something from Apple sneaks under the radar. This is a, an immigrant anthology series called Little America, which is an order by Apple. It is a half-hour episode anthology series by the Oscar-nominated writers of The Big Sick, Kumail Nan- uh, Nanijani and Emily V. Gordon. Um, it also comes from yep. Lee Eisenberg of a show called Smilf, which I, I'm not familiar with, and Alan it's Yang. It's a good show. It's uh, a co- good show. And Alan Yang, of Master of None. Of Master of None, yeah. So this is a show. It's based on true stories, um, as described as a small collection, a small collective portrait of America's immigrants, and thereby a portrait of America itself. It's a straight to series order uh, that they've picked up. Oh, and by the way, the the Central Park show, the animated show, twenty six episode order split into two thirteen episode seasons. Right. So that's what they're doing with that one. So yeah, there's there's more kind of like documentary style drama as well um, coming from again excellent creators like a really great kind of cast of people apple uh this one sounds like apple um said half hour anthology series Mm, not sure if anybody's gonna watch it but you know what it sounds like it will be high prestige and working with really talented creators and that and and probably my guess is they were like yeah it's worth being in business with these people even if um, sometimes you look at a project and you think that sounds like it could be really great. I'm not sure who's going to watch it, but it sounds like it could be great. And uh, again, you know, Apple's still writing checks. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, and these people like, are all you know, 
they want the yeah. next big sick oh, yeah, they want the next master stuff. of none right so like working with these people now on something that they are probably very passionate about exactly. even if it won't get a lot of traction because you know it, it's maybe not going to be like high profile and flashy enough is still something that's going to get those people into the fold for that maybe their next project. Yeah, I think I think uh, anthology series. It's not really even the subject matter. I think anthology series are a hard sell because people really like having um, characters you can you can latch onto and like Black grow Mirror with. has broken through, but it, it's it's hard to do. And Black Mirror's got a a. Uh, uh, you know, it's got a sci-fi premise and it's got controversy and all of that. But it's still, I think, I people don't understand Black Mirror either. Black Mirror is like clickbait, <laughs> yeah, right? Like, that's fair. You know, and I'm I'm not saying this, I'm not trying to cast aspersions on the show's quality, but like it, it it is popular because it's like, oh, what are they gonna what are they gonna make me feel bad about now? Right? Like it's kind of got that that feeling to it of like people want to just go and see it to see what's happening. Um. So yeah, and also it's like it's complete fictiony type stuff right where this one is going to be based upon true stories so it's a little it is different but i think black mirror is more of a it it is like the exception to the rule i think for these types of shows yeah i think i think so i think people are not really programmed to do uh anthology series but but that is two anthology series at apple right because they're doing the spielberg one that's true. Yeah, amazing stories, which which is um, more of a you know Black Mirror, except not because yeah, that would be higher using, profile, right? Yeah, just because Spielberg's attached. Should we do some ask upgrade? Yeah, I think we should. This episode and ask upgrade is brought to you by Squarespace. Use the offer code upgrade at checkout, and you will get yourself ten percent off your first purchase. Make your next move with Squarespace. They let you easily create a website for your next idea, and with a unique domain name, award-winning templates, twenty-four-seven customer support, and so much more, they should be the place that you go to get your next project online. Squarespace are an all-in-one platform. There's no patches to worry about, nothing to install, no upgrades needed, no security stuff to have to concern yourself with because they got all of that covered for you. Squarespace websites are so easy to build. Everything's drag and drop. It's all wonderfully customizable. You don't need to have any prior like knowledge or experience of building websites. They make it as easy as it can possibly be. Even doing something like adding an online store is a super simple process with Squarespace. You can sign up for a trial today with no credit card required just go to squarespace.com their plans start at just 12 dollars a month but if you use the code upgrade you will get 10 percent off your first purchase and show your support for this show our thanks to squarespace for their support of relay fm squarespace make your next move make your next website so our first upgrade ask upgrade question this week comes from chris chris wants to know what are our favorite apple watch bands and what types of apple watch bands would we like to see in the future jason what 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 is your favorite what do you wear every day uh i much to my shock if you had told me before the apple watch shipped um where i was really concerned about the fluoroelastomer sport band mm. <laughs> i wear a sport band almost the entire time and lately i've been wearing the um the nike sport band with all okay. the holes yeah they're cool and looking. it's the it's like gra- it, it's the it's the kind of like light gray with the black i guess mm-hmm. or dark gray rings I like that one. I have a black one that I wear a lot. I have an orange one that I also wear a lot. I kind of retire that. Uh, is that just a regular and... orange one? There isn't a Nike orange one, right? Yeah, it's just a regular one. Okay. Um, and I bring that out sort of uh, during the warmer weather and when the the it's baseball season. My my favorite baseball teams colors are orange and black. So having orange stuff, then it's like I don't know. It feels it's fun to do that. And watch bands are all about the fun. I have a leather band. I have. 
uh, a black, uh, the original black, black leather band, which is not as good as the black leather band that came later. And I put it on sometimes um, when I'm maybe trying to trying to dress it up a little bit. But the surprise to me is that I always wore a leather band on my watches before. And um, I find that I end up gravitating toward the that sport band because I really like how it feels. So it's weird and unexpected, but there it is. Do you have any dreams for for watch bands? Is there anything that like you oh, specifically about... want that they don't have? Uh, I don't know. Um, I, I I think there it's possible that I would see something and it would speak to me. Um, I I you know the funny thing, and I don't think Apple's going to do this. Is what they really ought to do. I mentioned my baseball team earlier. Is I I feel like Branded. Apple needs to start actually coming up with. And again, they wouldn't be branded in the sense of like a visible logo, but like if you're in, you know, if you're in Chicago, can you get the Cubs colors or the, the, the uh, you know, if you're in San Francisco, can you get the Giants colors or the A's colors like that? I, I'm intrigued by that idea of like, can we find color combinations if you're in um you know, a big college football place, can you get the local team's colors? Could they do some color combinations that were inspired by inspired by sport or something like that? I think I think it's probably impractical because there are so many. And yet I keep thinking like that would be a winner if people could, you know, basically wear, wear the colors, fly the colors uh, with their watch bands. So that may be a future Maybe maybe that's something that they do a limited supply of that's only online ordering or something like that or I don't, I don't know but that that's the only thing I can think of I I want to say like a nice new leather band or something like that but the fact is I don't use the leather band that I've got I'm gonna go one step further on your colors thing I I would like to see Apple try and do something like Nike ID one day do you know what Nike ID is Oh is that the uh, build order Yeah. Like the full yeah. customization thing. Like you have a bunch of options and you can change all the colors and change different materials to match your own thing. And you pay more for it. Yeah. And I would love that, right? It's difficult and it, because it's, especially with a watch band because it's small, but you would probably pay two to three times the price, but you could get exactly what you wanted. So if you wanted your sports team's colors in a sport loop, you could get that. I would love that. That would be really great. So then I could get the exact band that I want in the exact colors that I want. You know, you know how I love customization and stuff. And that's kind of like, Mm-hmm. Ultimate. Um, my current favorite um, watch band is the Black Sport Loop, which is a terrible name for what this product is because whilst it is predominantly black, it has little flecks of rainbow colors all throughout it, which I love. Huh. Um, and I love the Sport Loops because... They're really comfortable. They are infinitely adjustable, right? Because they use that Velcro, not Velcro. Um, I wear these when I swim and I wear these when I'm just every day. Like the Black Sport Loop is my favorite Apple Watch band. Like I liked the Sport, the regular sports. Um, then I really like the nylon, and this is like the best mix of all of the stuff that Apple's made. Because I always had my eye on the Milanese, but never went for it. And this gives me what I want from that, which is the really great. Like when I'm swimming, I can tighten it, and but I can tighten it to the way that I want, and then I can very easily adjust it. Um, I really, really love the sport loops. If you've never tried one, go to a store and try one. Go look at them. Like they, they are surprisingly nice. I, I really, really like it. So the black one is my favorite one because it has all these little colors in it, which is a nice surprise. Um, Bosey writes in, 
Do you know of any smart speakers that have a digital out, either optical or coaxial, suitable for connecting a uh, connection to a high-end DAC or Ample speakers? So Bosley said, like, the Echo Dot has an aux out, but the internal DAC is low quality. I have no idea about this. I assume probably Sonos, right, would be what you'd want. Uh, I think Sonos has a product that is designed uh, to – what's the name of it? But, yeah, Sonos has a product that is designed to go to an amp um, and has uh, coax out and optical out and all of those things. Um, it's not going to take your voice control unless you're using uh, uh, an Echo with a Sonos integration and the right music service. But if you're doing that, you could tell – the Sonos uh, Connect, it's called. Yeah, they have one called the Connect and the Connect Amp. Connect Amp it's, is its own amp. Right. And okay. the Connect you attach to an existing amp. So if you've got powered speakers... This looks like the original Sonos, the Connect. Yeah, so it, the, the Connect has optical out, coax out, analog out, and you attach it to an amp. Or if you, if you have speakers that require an amp to be powered, you can get the Connect Amp and it'll do the powering for you and then what you would do is you would uh pair that with uh an echo that has the um Ooh, sonos yeah. thing and then you would tell it to play and you have to and it's limited to i think like spotify and the amazon music service and uh, it, that you would have to have on the sonos it doesn't do even though the sonos does apple music you can't voice control apple music from an echo but you could do that and at that point you're using voice control on like a little echo dot to get music to play through your um, through your speakers, through your amp, uh, via optical or coax out from the Sonos. But that's, I think that's what you have to do right Yeah, now. you have to daisy chain in a bit, but like that is a pretty cool solution. You get the best of everything, right? You get the best sound quality that you want because it's clearly important to, to this person, right? Like to have great sound. And I'm assuming they already have great equipment. And you also get like for $35 or whatever it is, you get voice control too. So, yeah. you know, it's not, the, the, the Echo Dot is an easy purchase when you're going into this stuff anyway right like it's so cheap i wonder, I wonder if they're how cheap they're gonna get that and i still don't know why they don't just give those to prime customers like i'm, well, I'm surprised they haven't done other that than yet. other than controlling controlling the demand a little bit because i i thought that they would start giving kindles to prime customers too if they asked and yeah. they instead they make a cheap kindle but they it's an opportunity for more revenue and it limits how many of them they they make and sell because if you get, they probably sell a lot of them for free to people and who wouldn't use them, and that doesn't benefit them. So sure. they, they probably tested it because it's Amazon. Chris has written in. I have a one terabyte hard drive in my iMac. Would I get better performance by booting from a USB uh, solid state drive, or would it be worth the money to get a Thunderbolt solid state drive to boot from? Um, the computer is mostly used for stuff like Final Cut and Plex and gaming. And so I guess I have I have a question that goes on top of this, Jason. Is this even a good idea to boot from an external SSD? I wouldn't boot from an external drive okay. purposefully, only because you're, I don't know, somebody out there will probably tell me, I don't have, you know, I didn't see this question before we started, so I didn't do any research on this. But um, I, as personally, I don't do that because I find that booting from external drives tends to be sluggish because you tend to get better performance out of your internal drives than you do going through a bus to the external drive. That said, there are probably extreme examples where you've got a really slow spinning hard drive and a really fast external bit of storage and it might be able to eclipse it. But 
I mm. I get nervous about it. Like I don't understand enough about it, but it feels like you're you you could be introducing some interesting errors here yeah. and there. Also, you're increasing your you're increasing your boot, or you might even arguably speed up your boot time. But then you're using the computer and like Final Cut and Plex server and gaming. Gaming is constrained by probably your GPU more than anything else. Final Cut and is going to be constrained by your um, your disk speed, mm-hmm. and I don't know is the spinning disk going to be faster or slower than a an external USB USB. Mm. Again, I I would have to do the math, and then there's then there's theoretical speeds, and then there's real world speeds, which are different. I don't know. I it, it's possible. I don't want to give some advice here because I haven't done the research, other than to say that I would um. I would never boot from an external drive. <laughs> that's just I, that's just a rule of mine. And maybe maybe things have changed, but um, I'm I'm a little skeptical. I, there is probably an external super fast storage that you could boot from, but um, even then, um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't have a good answer to this question. Uh, Rick has written in: Do either of you have a strategy when your podcast queue starts to get too long? Um. I just don't listen to those podcasts. Like I, I prioritize the ones that I, I have the ones that I listen to every episode. I have mm-hmm. the ones that I like to listen to when I want to listen to a podcast and they're available. Um, and you know, at that line, if there are episodes that are, um, unlistened to, I mean, it happens there. I'm not going to name any names, but there are podcasts hosted by friends of mine where I just don't listen to every episode. I listen when I can, but they're they're not all on the like I will listen to every single episode of this podcast list, and so they, um, and then also there I have some podcasts that come and go because they're the more storytelling like Hello from the Magic Tavern or Dragon Friends or the Adventure Zone where I will listen to I'll get on a kick and I'll listen to a bunch of them and then I'll leave them there because they're not going anywhere and they're not topical, so it's a it's a combination of those. But okay, I'll mention one like Reconcilable Differences I really like, but I don't listen to every episode. Cortex I really like, I don't listen to every episode because. Because I don't have enough time. I don't have a lot of podcasts listening. And then all of a sudden, I'll be, I'll have a couple things I have to drive to. Like next week, I'm speaking at a user group in Sacramento. So I'm going to be spending a couple hours in the car each way. Well, I'll be listening to lots of podcasts on that trip. And so that'll be a chance for me to get caught up a little bit. But, you know, by the time I do that, there will have been like a bunch of episodes that I haven't heard of some of my friends' podcasts that I will just have to skip. And so I triage it. Yeah, mine's very similar. I, I, if I get my list starts to get too long, I just start cutting out stuff that's uh, topical. So, like, if I have a show that is news based and a second episode comes in, well, the first one's going to go now because it's it's old to the point of being there being a new one. So all that old news is gone again. So that's something that I do. I it's kind of just triage, and then I let things just go into a long list, and I can pick them out when I want to. Um, yeah. If I want to get to them later, but typically I'll I will listen to shows that I really love that are news focused will get get hit first or just the stuff that like i want i'm like waiting for the episodes always right like to the point when i see them i'm like that is going straight to the top of my list um because i can't i must listen to it today uh keegan says do you think that apple's competitors like microsoft and samsung know more about apple's future plans via supply chains or espionage than we hear from rumor sites like is that something that we believe happens in the technology industry and do we think that they probably know more about it than we do or at a faster pace what do you think jason i don't know for sure my guess would be that they know differently 
my guess would be that some of the stuff they discover from reports and that maybe some of there's also stuff that they that they glean um from the supply chain or from you know from sources or friends or all of those things but i would bet that mostly it's from media reports actually yeah i, I would, would bet- i would i would agree like the, the majority in the pie would be they know what we know but every now and then these companies are going to have their own sources because that's just a thing, right? You want to know what your competitors are up to, and sometimes that means corporate espionage or whatever, which I'm sure does happen in this industry, but it needs to happen less because there are people that make websites about it. Right? Like I bet this needs to happen more in the oven world than it does in the in the computer world. Because there you know what, there probably is an oven rumors site, but it's not gonna be as as heavily focused on. Um, like I think about video games quite a lot with this because it's something I find really interesting that a video game can be basically completed before anybody knows about it. Like it stays under wraps really well. Um, so I would expect that there's a little bit more of this corporate espionage stuff in the video game world um, because it seems to be that video games are able to be kept under wraps for longer. Like, you know, for example, Super Smash Brothers just got announced as a game that will be coming this year. This is a game that people have been going crazy for, like hoping that it will come out. And it's obviously been in development, but we didn't know until it was announced like a week or two ago. So, I But I expect that Sony probably knew because somebody was able to get that information to them. Who knows? It's very interesting. Uh, last question from Keith. Do you use any charging stations to keep your devices tidy? If so, which one? Uh, I use the Studio Neat uh, material dock um, for, on my bedside table, which is a, uh iPhone and Apple Watch combo thing, which I really like. Um, but that's all I have kind of charging station-wise. What about you, Jason? I have that uh, funny little Apple Watch charging dock that looks like a classic Mac. Is that? Oh, that okay. I, yep, yep. That I can put it in and, and you know, it's in it's in the watch mode or uh, clock mode, alarm whatever that's called. Is that night. made by Ilago? Night. Yeah, I think that's right. Okay. Um, I have that on my bedside. I don't keep my phone by my bedside, so I don't. And I just have a lightning plug for my iPad. And uh, the phone's laying out in the kitchen on a uh, Qi charger. So nothing exciting. If you want to send in your questions for the end of the show, just send us a tweet with the hashtag AskUpgrade and they'll go into a list for us to pick from uh, in a future episode. Thank you so much to everybody that did that. Uh, just bear in mind, we will do Ask Upgrade next week, most likely, but it will be focused on the event. So if you have questions after Apple's event next week, just send a tweet with the hashtag AskUpgrade and I'll try and uh, grab a selection of those for us to talk about on the show. So if you have questions about what's happened, maybe specific things you want to get Jason's opinions on, have been in the room having maybe seen whatever new products are released if any um just send in a tweet with the hashtag ask upgrade but if you have other things you want to know about in the week just send them in as normal and they'll probably be picked on a future episode um and also if you have a question you want to hear us open the show with the hashtag snail talk is the one you want for that um don't forget there will be a scorecard for the draft in the show notes for you to follow along at home and if you want to come and see us at wwdc tickets to get uh for the relay fm live show or conf there's links in the show notes for that too um if you want to find jason online is at sixcolors.com jason will you be doing any event coverage next week uh of course whatever it is i don't know but something yes are you gonna be doing live uh i'll probably leave the live tweeting to dan and focus on paying attention and what is that twitter account for people to follow 
That's a six colors event is the All Twitter right. account, or you can I just will, follow Bleed Six Colors and we'll link to it from there. I will put Six Colors event in the show notes so people can follow along. Uh, Dan and Jason do a great job with that. I, I always keep that one going when we've got something, uh, we've got an event going on. Uh, but Jason is at Jasonell on Twitter. Um, I am at imike, I-M-Y-K-E. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Upgrade. Uh, thanks again to our sponsors, Squarespace, Smile with Text Expander, FreshBooks, and SaneBox. And we'll be back next week from new and exciting locations. Until then, say goodbye, Jason Snell. See you on the other side.